Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters. Friday the 13th, and if you've seen any commercial television lately, you probably know that the singer Taylor Swift says that 13 is her lucky number, but this show is not about pop icons, it's about angels. There are some angels who use the number 13 to communicate with us, so the next time you see 13, don't start humming Shake It Up. That's the perfect time to acknowledge Archangels Gabrielle or Haniel. They both resonate with this number. Gabrielle works with the white angel light. So if you see a flash of white light when you see the number 13, know that Gabrielle is nearby. Archangel Haniel works with the white light too. She also works with turquoise and green light. And she will most likely use those other colors to differentiate herself from Gabrielle. If you still aren't certain which angel is manifesting to you, ask for another sign. Gabrielle might come to you with thoughts about decluttering or tidying your home, while Haniel may start showing you images of the moon or references to the age of Aquarius. I am expecting any day now to get a message that my book, A Journey with Angels, has been shipped to me. It's in the printer's hands right now. And I suppose by Monday or Tuesday of next week, I'll be getting a message that the books have been shipped. I'm really excited about this this um, book because it is my third book with angels. It's my second book that wasn't on my radar for years and years. Um, It was inspired. Every word in it was inspired. I did some research, but most of it came to me through claircognizance, my knowing without knowing how I know, but I know that I know. Anyway, um, that book is scheduled to come out very soon, and it has tidbits of information, just like what I shared with you about Gabrielle and Haniel about their numbers, the colors they work with, other things, the thoughts that they help you heal. Now, I will tell you, after I published my very first book about angels, which was called Go With Angels, it it is a memoir. It's true stories about true events, near-death experiences, encounters with angels and other entities. And then I wrote my second book, which was called my angel book for children. But after I first published the first one, people started sending me articles and stories they wanted me to share on this show. Today I will be reading one of those articles sent to me from Ellen Mongan, the founder and host of the Wow Mom video podcast. And it's called, What Does the Bible Really Tell Us About Angels? 
was written by Clarence L. Haynes, Jr., who is a speaker, Bible teacher, and co-founder of the Bible Study Club. He is the author of The Pursuit of Purpose, which will help you understand how God leads you into his will. He has also just released his new book called The Pursuit of Victory, How to Conquer Your Greatest Challenges and Win in Your Christian Life. You can learn more about his ministry by visiting ClarenceHaines.com. And here's his article. Because my name is Clarence, when I first meet people for the first time, they often remind me of the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. In that movie, there was an angel named Clarence. And one of the classic lines from the movie was, every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. This is one of those movies that warms the heart, especially during the holiday season. Now, I will tell you, it's, I believe it's in black and white. It may have been colorized, but this is a very old movie starring Jimmy Stewart. And it's one that I like to watch during Christmas time as well. Back to the article by Mr. Haynes. I want to turn your attention from Hollywood to the scriptures so we can discover what the Bible really tells us about angels. What is an angel? An angel is a celestial or heavenly being who is commissioned to execute the will and plan of God. The word for angel in the Hebrew and Greek can actually be translated as messenger. When we most often think about angels, we think of those messengers of God. The Bible also talks about fallen angels. These are angels that fell with Satan in his rebellion against God. Jesus mentions these fallen angels in Matthew when he is talking about hell. He says, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. That is written in Matthew 25, verse 41. In scripture, fallen angels are also referred to as demons. Just like there is good and evil, sin and righteousness, there are angels who serve God's purpose on one side and angels who serve Satan's purpose on the other. It is the fallen angels that set the stage for the spiritual warfare that we as Christians must engage in. How do angels interact with humans? When I talk about angels interacting with humans, just to be clear, I am referencing the angels who serve God's purpose. Yes, there are interactions with humans and fallen angels or demons, but that is not the focus here. Many times in the Bible, when angels engaged humans, They were delivering messages sent from heaven. That's not all they did. Here are some examples you will find in scripture. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. Genesis 
16-7-10. The angel of the Lord kept Abraham from sacrificing Isaac. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your only son. Genesis 22, 11-12. Now I'm going to segue in here for a second and tell you that my research has shown that that angel, especially through the Jewish tradition, is known as Azrael. He is called God's angel. Now back to the article. The angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, You are barren and childless, but you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. This is Judges 13, 3. And this was referring to the birth of Samson. Angels communicated God's word to the prophets. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, the Tishbite, Go up and meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and ask them, Is it because there is no God in Israel that you're going off to consult Baalzebub, the god of Ekron? Second Kings verse, chapter 1, verse 3. An angel led Peter out of prison. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around yourself and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. This comes from Acts 12, verses 6 through 9. Angels provide protection. See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared from Exodus 23:20, And in my book, A Journey with Angels, I tell you exactly who that angel was that led the children of Israel out of the desert. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. That's from Psalm 91, verses 9 through 11. Angels worship God around the throne. From Revelation 4, 11. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God. You can see from here... They have various roles and duties, but ultimately they do what God wants them to do. And this is more, um, I cover this more deeply in A Journey with Angels, which is um, in pre-order status right now. I'll tell you more about that at the end of of this article. Clarence goes on with, what are the types of angels? There's the archangel, 
cherubim, seraphim, are the only three he mentions. There are others, but that's for another time. From the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 9, but even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander, but said, the Lord rebuke you. And then from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. From Genesis and Isaiah, he talks about cherubim. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the Tree of Life. This is also something discussed in A Journey with Angels. Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. That comes from Isaiah. Now he talks about seraphim in Isaiah also, chapter 6, verse 1 through 3. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now Clarence wants to know, do angels have wings? And I have named at least 23 angels in my book. Um, I've named more in that book, but I, I really get into the details of at least 23. Clarence says, for the most part, angels remain anonymous in the Bible. They are like those behind-the-scene workers who operate without the need or desire for glory or fanfare, yet they are necessary and effective in what they do. Most of the time, angels are referred to as either angel or an angel of the Lord. Only four angels were ever named in the Bible. Michael, Gabriel, Lucifer, and Abaddon, also known as Apollyon. Two of those I talk about, the other two I don't. Revelation 9, verse 11 says, If you are new to your Bible, Lucifer, which means star of the morning, or morning star, was Satan's name before he fell. I think I did that wrong, but anyway, um, I'm, I'm reading, and it's, uh, it's okay. Do angels have free will? There was a time when angels did have free will. Let me take you back to the Lucifer story for a moment. When Lucifer attempted to ascend to God's throne and was thrown out of heaven, he brought with him one-third of all of heaven's angels. Prior to the point of rebellion, angels had free will. It was up to them to choose. They could either continue to follow the true and living God or align with Lucifer in his attempted coup. At that point, two-thirds of heaven's angels made the right choice, and the rest foolishly followed Lucifer. That moment of decision sealed the allegiance of each angel and sealed their eventual eternal destination. 
Whether they realized it or not at that moment, they were making an eternal decision. Those who followed God made a choice that led to eternal life. Those who followed Lucifer made a choice that will eventually lead to their eternal punishment. This was the last moment of free will angels had. They got to choose which side they would be on, but from that point forward, the decision of each angel was set, thus locking in the consequences of their choice. When you study what the Bible really tells us about angels, you will see that angels have been engaged in the affairs of mankind, humankind, from the beginning. At the appropriate times and moments, they have moved in and out of the lives of men and women to accomplish the will of God. The Bible even tells us that you may have encountered an angel without knowing it. And so many times we do. Um, I know that I, I consider many people angels when I see them and talk to them because of their demeanor, because of how they help me with the situation. Sometimes we entertain angels and don't even know it. And this is one reason why I live a life of kindness, or I try to. I am always wanting to be kind and work with kind people and promote kindness because you just never know when or where an angel will show up. Now, I would like to encourage you to go to beunique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E.org. And look at our books. There are three angel books. One is called a uh, Go With Angels. It's been published. It's ready to rock and roll. My angel book is my second book, and it's ready to go. Uh, you just request it, and I'll mail it to you right away. And the third book is in print right now. It's We're taking pre-sales. That's called A Journey with Angels. And this is one that I'm really excited about because it's part information or education. It's part how-to or guide, and it's part journal. There are leading questions throughout the book that will, things like, when was the last choice you made that changed your life? What was your choice And would you do it again the same way today? And then I leave some space for you to write. I want this journal to be your journey with angels. It's um, something that was inspired. Most of my other books may have been inspired at some point in the past, and I've been working on them and I'm leading up to them. Not all of my books are about angels. I have other books about other things. Um, Some are fiction, some are not. Some are a little less light-filled than the angels, but they're also very helpful. Anyway, um, if you want to look at the other books, we have uh, a total of five titles right now on BeUnique.org. Two other books are books for children that Be Unique has published for Linda Humphrey and Pamela Dowdy. So go to BeUnique.org, that's B-U-N-E-K-E.org, and check out our books. You can also use that to email me, um, just mary at BeUnique.org, 
or use our contact form and share your stories about angels with me. I'd be happy to share them online. And I want to share uh, a little little ad here real quick about um, my first two books. I'll be right back. Hello, beautiful lady. I've been meaning to find five minutes to reach out to you to thank you from the bottom of my heart and Mary Krause, who I call the Countess, for the two beautiful books. I'm dying to get in and really dig into your first book. My surgery's on hold right now because we know how finances go. Um, but I wanted to let you know I would like to buy one of the children's books. One of my dear, dear friends uh, lost her husband Saturday. He's only 33 years old. To cancer. He found out three weeks ago he had cancer and he's gone. And your book came the same day. And I said, okay, this is not a coincidence whatsoever. And she has, uh, her oldest son is two, her youngest son is one. I did send her a couple of pictures um, of your book and I said, Stephanie, I'd really love to, to purchase one of these books for you. So let me know how I can purchase it. And if I could have you sign it and I'll just tell you what their names are to write in the book. It is such a beautiful, beautiful children's book. And it's um, no coincidence, my granddaughters were here too, and when my youngest one was reading through it, she's five, she goes, Gigi, that's all the stuff you tell us all the time, and that's what you tell your clients. And I said, I know, because our angels are always there. Our angels that were not human, that were here, like Uncle Bright. So I would love to know how to purchase this book. Let me know. I'll give you Stephanie's address. Um, She needs all the help she can get. And I know this book will definitely, I'm not giving her mine. I'm like, nope, Mrs. Krause bought that for me, the Countess. So I'm keeping that one to pass down to great-grandchildren at some point. But I would love to be able to purchase another one. I hope you're doing awesome. And I cannot wait to meet you someday. I told Mary, I'm like, oh, my God, I just love this lady. Just let me know where I have to go to purchase it. And I didn't know you were affiliated with Island Breeze. I love my girl over there who's also an angel mama. Her and I got very close a few years ago, and she's doing so well, and I just absolutely adore her. I hope you're doing well. Well, we have a caller. Hello there. Hi. Hi. What is your name? I love it. <laughs> it's Pat from Connecticut. I love this show. and Thank you. I always I always come in late because I'm not a morning person, but I'm always glad to find you. So apologies. I um, not a not a problem. It's been a while since I've heard from you. Um, yeah. I'm also not a morning person. That's why I picked 11 o'clock because that's as late in the morning <laughs> as I can get it. Um, yeah. But I, I also picked it because 11 is one of the angel numbers. And yes. um, when I, I started this show out talking about um, because today's Friday the 13th and unless you've been living under a rock you probably know who Taylor Swift is who Taylor Swift <laughs> you don't know I the singer I don't know I yes um, it's a singer I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled you don't know who she is because <laughs> um She's she, her music is not the kind of music I li- I mean I do listen to some of her kind of music but I don't listen to her she's not on my she's not on my Spotify list yeah, but I've she tried to she has to some yeah. funky little songs 
and she's very popular right now. She's trending in. um, They've used her in some commercials. I think it's a credit card commercial. I'm not sure. But they make a big deal that number 13 is her favorite number or her lucky number. Well, when I first started the show, I was talking about how um, when you see the number 13, I don't want you to start singing Shake It Off and think of Taylor Swift. I want you to think of two archangels, Archangel Gabrielle and Archangel Haniel, both resonate with the number 13, especially Gabrielle. Haniel has other numbers that she resonates with, but um, they both, and interestingly enough, both of those angels work within the white angel light. However, Haniel also works with green and turquoise. And they each have different roles that they play. They have different um assignments or missions that's the word i'm looking for every angel on that that comes to work with humans has a mission so different ones will do different things such as um well if you get the inspiration that i need to clean up or tidy up that Mm -hmm. is very likely gabrielle if you feel like oh i need to be calmer I'm I'm too anxious or upset. Um, And then all of a sudden you start feeling, oh, I feel better now. Didn't do anything, but I feel better. That's Haniel. And that's how you know they are around so much, not so much the things you see or the numbers or colors, but sometimes just the feeling that you get. Okay. Well, interesting. This this isn't an angel, but. Um, the day I was taking my dog to put him down, which was this summer, and, uh, you know, very, very special dog to me, he was telling me to put on my perfume. I remember you told us that on another show. Okay. All right. I'm still wearing the perfume. (laughs) Are you? Yeah. And and does it always remind you of your dog? Not at all, because I've only, you know, well, now I think of it because he gave me that message, but I only wore it three or four times a year when I had him with me. So I didn't understand why he was telling me, you know, originally you would think, well, that's putting a signal out to chance. Here I am, chance. I'm thinking of you. Come. But he didn't know me by the perfume, but I kept getting the message after he passed as well. So I'm doing it so much so that I'm wondering if I'm, Offending people, because oftentimes people don't like perfume. But that's that. Um, Well, you don't have to wear a lot of perfume. Oh, I don't. I don't. I put it on the back of my clothes. It's not. But some people are allergic. You have this um, book about angels. And I think I was looking, looking you up. Is that you with the book, the children's book? I have like I have a children I have a children's book that's it's an orangey looking color, um, right? And it's on the front of it's, well it's called My Angel Book. On the Got cover it. is is a bunch of children around the globe, around the world. Right, right. That's mine. Okay. And that's then the your other book. No, I've written um, three now. 
the first one is called Go With Angels. It's a a memoir, true stories of angelic encounters and stories just like where Chance would say put on the perfume, wear your perfume, things okay. that happened like that. Um, yeah. I have... Mike, I had two very adventurous children, both boys, and they had so many near-death experiences. It boggled wow. my brain. How did oh my goodness. how did they how did they survive to adulthood? I don't know. Sometimes, wow, um, angels. But they had moments where there's no doubt in my mind they were saved by angels. Yeah, um, absolutely. One one son had a handprint on his arm where he was pulled from a wreck, and there was oh nobody God. around. There was nobody oh around. Oh. Um, so oh. those those are the stories that I write about in um, Go With Angels. And there's a story about why I use that phrase, or why I tie I titled that book because when my oldest son was 16 and started driving. Like every mother under the sun, I would say, be careful, yeah. be careful. Yeah. You know, and after uh, maybe a month of that, he stopped and came to me and looked down at me because he towered over me. He said, hmm. Mom, do you think I'm going to go out and be deliberately careless and, and reckless and hurt myself? Hmm. I said, well. no. I, why? No. Why would I? No. He said, then why <laughs> are you telling me to be careful? That's implying that I'm not. And I did a real quick prayer. I said, give me the words that I need for this boy right now. And out mm-hmm. of my mouth, came, go with God and drive with angels. Oh, so wow. Love. I started telling him that all the time. And I told his brother that when his brother started driving. I told his friends that when they'd come over and they'd leave. I said, go with God and drive with angels. And when wow. my older one joined the Navy, I would say, go with God and sail with angels. Oh, wow. Well, on one of his, one of his um, expeditions, there's another word for it, deployments, he, I don't even know where he was, but he came home with a gift for me. And it was a little, well, pretty big figurine. Um, it's about 12 inches tall of a sailor standing at the helm of a ship with water coming up you know, over his head and out of that wave of water in the storm is an angel. And he told me, mom, you and your angels have kept me safe. I want you to have this. So um, I knew then this was many years ago. He retired from 20 years in the Navy um, five or six years ago. And I started working on that first book more than 40 years ago. I just wrote stories, knowing one day I was going to put them in a book, but not knowing. And the minute he gave me that statue, I knew that I was going to somehow incorporate that statue on the cover of my book. And I did. Uh Oh, okay. All right. I've seen that cover. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's if you go to beunique.org, you can see all of my angel books and two other books that we published. Um, but my third book is called A Journey with Angels, and the cover on it is 
kind of a muted grayish, I don't know, kind of grayish brown. There's, it's, very, it's a very soft, ethereal feeling to it. But there's a, okay. a woman who could be an angel. Her, I mean, her, and this is why I say sometimes we have to be careful how we talk to people. And, and the, yes. you, know, entertain, you know, the old saying, be careful to entertain strangers because you may be entertaining an angel unaware. This right. the cover of this, the woman on the cover of this book is not, she doesn't have wings or a halo. It looks like a woman wearing a beautiful gauzy dress that's being blown about by the wind. But she's following a man. And it's very oh. kind of dreamlike. And on the back of the cover, it's kind of the reverse image. But the man behind, they're facing you. That On the front, they're walking away. But on the back, they're walking to you. But the well, angel behind is um, a man following a woman, a, a male angel. So... Uh, and I wanted to do that to show that we have female angels and male angels, but actually um, they present to us the way we expect them to. Because yeah. there are some angels, angels are basically androgynous. They're neither male nor female. But there right. are some, who, like Archangel Michael, possesses more masculine energy than feminine. Mm -hmm. Because his job is to protect and guard, and that's how we interpret protectors. They've got to be strong. They've got to be masculine. Um, but this book is, I, I'm just so um, excited for it. It's, not, it's in pre-order right now because it's being printed and I don't have the book in hand to send out. But I was really excited about it because the, I did the first book, true stories about things that happened to my family and, and, and some friends. Um, worked on it for 40 years. Had that book in my hand for two weeks, Pat, and I got an inspiration. And I heard the words, I want you to write a book about angels for children. And I said, yes. okay. And Great. I worked for, for two weeks. I worked on this book, and I couldn't come up with the first word. I, well, I did. I had eight lines, and I thought they were all absolute garbage. So I went into meditation and prayer and I said, hey, dude, look, because I, I, I get, um, that's just kind of how I talk to God, universe, spirit, mm -hmm. and source. Um, that's mm -hmm. my personality. And, and I, one time I remember saying, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be irreverent. And clear as a bell, I heard him say, that's the way I made you. Be you. And I'm uh -huh. like, oh, good. Okay, dude, let's go. So I sat down and I just looked, dude, you told me to write a book about angels for children, but why are you holding the words back? I can't think of a thing to say that makes sense that children would want to read. And I heard, paint the pictures and the words will come. Hmm. And my first thought, because I do tend to argue with God a lot, I said, but I'm not a painter. Mm -hmm. And he came back with, yep, Michelangelo said that once. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how unfair to group me with Michelangelo. So I started painting. I had already had um, canvases and acrylics on hand because I love painting abstracts. I like just, you know, one day I might be in a pink mood and I'll just paint a picture with a bunch of pink 
different shades of pink and they might be squares, they might be triangles, it might be splotches, it doesn't matter. It's just color that makes me happy. So I started painting these pictures on November 1st. They were interesting. They were kind of um, juvenile, I guess you could say. I painted two pictures I thought were really nice. One looked like a cloud in the sky that looked like an angel, and the other one looked like a feather. But I I had an alarm set on my clock, and every night at 10 o'clock, I would stop whatever I was doing, and I'd paint for two hours which is why I'm also not a morning person. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, I painted and painted and painted and painted. And then on Christmas Day, my son called me, my younger one called me, and we were talking and I told him basically the story that I've just told you. And he said, Mom, have you, uh, have you got any pictures of the, that you can show me? And I said, uh, yeah, hold on a minute. I just started snapping pictures and texting them to him. He said, oh, mm-hmm. Okay, those are those are nice. Those are cute. Um, but have you ever thought about using AI to paint your pictures? I mm-hmm. said no, no. What? How? Why? AI? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> serious? Yeah. Are you nuts? He said, No, Mom. It's not that hard. So I said, Well, you're going to have to teach me how. And he did. So wow. I started using this program called Mid Journey. To create these pictures. I had, before I knew it, I had 400 pictures. They weren't all pictures of angels. Huh? I said, oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm an artist. I had 400 pictures. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do now? I can't put 400 pictures in a book. That would be ridiculous. Be like a big encyclopedia. So I started going through the pictures and just choosing. I, I like this one. Oh, that one's cute. Oh, that one's pretty. Next thing I know, I had about maybe 30 pictures. And then all of a sudden, Pat, it was like somebody turned on a switch. The words just came. How do you know if an angel is near? Is it something you see, feel, or hear? And I'm like, oh, my book is coming together. I started writing it down. And every picture in there is like the cloud in the sky or a rainbow. Or, uh, I mean, there are pictures of angels, but there are a lot of pictures of just children. Or there is a picture of a single feather lying in the grass. Um, There are pictures of a little boy laughing with butterflies. And I talk about how... You know, if you see these signs, they're like, okay, one of my favorites, I used my cat as my model in my head anyway. It's a picture of a little orange cat sitting there smiling. And it says sometimes when your cat is smiling or or staring at something you cannot see, it's probably an angel. And somehow I, I rhymed it or whatever, but... I just, I love the way this book came together. And I, I pulled it together in about four months. The first book took 40 years for me to get, all, to get out of my way and do it. And the next one took four months. And I remember showing that book to a friend of mine. And she was looking at it and reading it and hugging it. And she said, oh, my gosh, Mary, you know, I've written a children's book, too. I said, yeah, I remember something about it. How's that coming? She said, I can't find a, a, an illustrator. 
She said, if I could find somebody who could make me feel as good about my book as I feel about your book, I would be so happy. And I kind of shoved her into the back of my head. I said, oh, that, well, good luck with that kind of thing, because I had other things to do. I was getting ready to do a big MetaFest event, which is one of our fundraisers, and it, you know, it takes a lot of energy. So I just kind of said, well, good luck with that. And, oh, Pat, oh, there we are. Hold on a minute. There she is. There you are, Pat. Hi. Um, Thank you. I hung myself. Thank you. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, it happens sometimes. We either punch the wrong button or the, the call just drops. So anyway, after wishing this lady good luck on her book, I went on about my business and didn't think too much about it. Till one morning, I woke up like a bullet shot me out of bed. And I called her on the phone and I said, Linda, um, I think God wants me to illustrate your book for you. And she broke down crying. She said, I had just told God that I was going to abandon this idea because I didn't know. This was probably a month after she first saw the book. So three months later, we had her book finished. Wow. And then she recommended somebody else, and I helped her with her book. And just as I was finishing up with that second little children's book called Squeaky the Feasting Mouse, I had this mm-hmm. thought in my head. I need to finish this book. I had started a journey with angels, but just kind of, I was taking my time because it required a lot of research and I wasn't in a rush to finish it. But I had at that point in time, after I finished Squeaky, I got that message, finish your book, get it out there. And I was thinking I needed to do, you know, 50 or 60 angels because there are angels with names that we don't even know. And I mean, I have angels named Jonathan, Michael, Alexander, Harriet, Andrew, Andre, James, Tiffany, um, and uh, Cyril. There's one named Cyril and one named Raziel, or no, Raquel. And I didn't get the chance to put any of those names in the book because I had done research on 23 angels when the message came, get your book out now. Well, it'll be out in time. It'll be out in time for this year's Christmas shopping. Is it, I hope. I, I, I should have it in time for Christmas. Um, it's definitely in the printer's office, and I can have it very shortly. Um, I, I may not have it in November when I want it for book signings, but I'll have it for other things. But um, it came, and I stopped at 23 Angels because that was where my research had stopped. And so I was like, oh, don't you think I need 24 and even four dozen or maybe I need a full 30. Let me go back to my research. And every time I would do that, I'd get a very firm, no, you're finished. So I started putting the book together and formatting it. And um, I'm, I'm just, I am so excited about getting this book out that that's kind of like all I talk about anymore. <laughs> However, I'm now working on one of my novels, which is blowing my mind because it's not angelic in nature at all. Wow. And it's almost like, like I said, they turn on a switch and said, okay, you're ready to publish your books. Let's get, let's get them out. That's wonderful. I want my switch turned on for a number of things. Um, I just, I'm going to have to go, but I just want to say my son 
suddenly is very interested in Archangel Michael and I'm absolutely thrilled. You know, someone said something to him or enough times. And so he keeps mentioning it to me and I keep saying, Oh, he's wonderful. People love him, blah, blah, blah. So I'm thrilled that he's going to towards this. And that's amazing. How old is your son? He, he's close to 50. He's had a real difficult life and, um, us kind of angry adulthood and he's starting to change around um and it's just it's wonderful really wonderful it takes and time thrilled. it yeah. takes and time for some people yeah he's finding his own way in this world of spirituality and it's a little bit unique he's a graphic artist and he's got a little bit of science mixed into his thinking so he kind of goes in a bit of a direction that's different from me and we share back and forth things that we find i heard you the other day didn't i on on another show or this show talking about angels um i was on last friday i talked about angels on this show this show's all about angels but i also talk i do a show called manifest monday okay and um, I did a. Sh- I was going to do a show called Manifesting with the Angels because there are specific angels that are really, really good to work with when you want to manifest something. Right. Um, yeah, that would be. I just want to say that you inspired me. Um, I am being ministered to by a pastor starting last year, almost a year ago, and he is changing my life and giving me. That's wonderful. Not only. Um, back my life and discovering my heart when I lost it kind of at age six. But I also can, I also see that he's bringing, this is going to bring me opportunities, you know, to to choose, you know, a life, not just kind of peace in my heart after a whole lifetime of hell. Um, But my um, granddaughter's other grandmother is super, super, super religious so I've been sharing stuff with her. And she's a little cautious to share with her granddaughter, our granddaughter, religious stuff because the daughter kind of pulled away. And I, you inspired me thinking, I think some of these books might be just perfect for her. That inspired me when I was listening to you, I guess last Friday, looking at your books. I just want to tell you that. And I'm looking for, you know, references to God and so on. So, But I think well, you you've know, got that. I I pulled away from religion for a long time, but that doesn't mean I pulled away from God. Exactly. And you know, I've I've always been a prayerful person. I've always and and a lot of people say, well, manifesting you shouldn't be manifesting. You should be praying. Um, and it, it's a matter of how you look at it. Both require faith. And right. one, you know, manifesting is faith in yourself, but it's also faith in God to give you the knowledge you need. Uh huh. And um, you know, you you just have to find the way that works for you. And for me, you know, I I like to talk about manifesting. I like to talk about angels, and I'm just so grateful that I have this platform on Be Unique that I can do this. I can do whatever right. show I want to. Uh-huh. And I allow, you know, we have, we've got 14 different shows. Most of them are still in our, in archives. They're not creating new pro, new content, but okay. that's 14 different people that have had the opportunity 
to come here and say whatever they want to say. And then, of course, on shows mm-hmm. like this, when I invite callers in, it takes it on to a whole nother dimension. Right. Tell you that I think this is a way to get, I'm just in my mind, I'm begging this other grandma, please, please, please bring God into this child's life, whether it's, you know, prayer or just a simple child's understanding and um, especially the way the world is now. So I just want to tell you, I was inspired looking at your books last week and looking forward to this one coming out. And congratulations for all that you're doing. Thank you. That, that, makes, that makes me feel like I am indeed doing my purpose on, on earth. And, I, you know, that's something that I think most of us struggle with. What, what am I here for? Why am I? What is, what, is my, yep. what is my role? And mm-hmm. when, I, when I finally got my first book out, I thought, okay, well, that's, that's nice. And I got my second book out. And I'm like, well, that's really nice. But the, when I got to working with other writers and helping them achieve their goal and their dream of being published, I thought, oh, my heavens, this is what I was built for. This is well, I may contact you because I want to do a children's book someday soon. Well, it'll be right there. Anytime you want it, you just let me know. Thank and, you. Um, you can order it through Be Unique, and the the um, shipping is free. Great. So whenever you're, That's good. Whenever you are ready, it's $15. That covers the book and mailing and everything. Great. And I can, I can um, autograph it and put your granddaughter's name in it if you want me to. Oh, wonderful. And, Thank you so and, much. Uh, Pat, you are so welcome. And usually before I sign a book, I say a little prayer and I ask God to direct me on how to sign it in a way that's meaningful for the person who gets it. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. I will talk with you the next time you call in. And I'm going to say goodbye because we are way beyond our our time to end the show. But um, I have really enjoyed talking with you. Me too. Thank you so much for the show. Talk to you again. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Go With Angels with Mary Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, just reach out to mary at beunique.org for details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.